every single industry and, and market has been impacted. So it doesn't matter if you are a sole proprietor, if you are a uh, self-employed individual, if you have a company of of five employees or whether you have a company of, of 400 employees. I don't think there is a single industry that I have not been in touch with. The workforce landscape is rapidly changing and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us, you the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together, and it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo, and this is The Future of Work. Victor Parker, the Los Angeles District Director at the SBA, which stands for Small Business Administration, talks with us about the resources and partnerships they are known best for. By definition, connecting entrepreneurs with lenders and funding to help them plan, start, and grow their business. And partners like the SBA are now even more eager to help and support businesses being affected, which is, well, everyone. Victor said it best when he stated, together means partnerships and collaboration. This is how we will get through it. Hi, and welcome to PCC's Future of Work podcast. With me here today, please help me give a warm welcome to Victor Parker, the District Director of SBA's Los Angeles District Office. Welcome, Victor. Good morning. I am excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Salvatrice. You're very welcome. Well, without further ado, let's, let's jump into our conversation. Absolutely. We get asked all the time, Victor, you know, what's the difference between SBA and SBDC? For most, they're just acronyms, right? And they don't understand the connectivity or how they're linked and who is supported by whom. Could you just like share real quick, just kind of set the stage for us, you know, who is SBA, who is SBC, and how are they interconnected? Absolutely. So, I mean, an SBA and SBDC, as I call them, and, and the folks here in the greater LA area know I always refer to them as the SBA family. So, the SBA, um, as a federal agency, we actually fund the small business development centers throughout the country and specifically here in the Los Angeles area to help provide that one on one counseling uh, for uh, small businesses. So, not only are they the conduit to help our businesses through SBA-specific programs, but they are also that conduit and that resource for our small businesses to help them navigate whatever aspect they are looking for assistance with in their journey as a small business owner, and whether they are looking to expand or whether they are looking to pivot and, and, and reinvent themselves. Our small business development centers are there uh, to help them through that, but they are also, again, 
for specific things like, such as our loan programs that SBA offers or perhaps even our 8A business development program. Uh, we rely heavily on our SBDC colleagues each and every day to help our businesses walk through those processes and really provide that, that one-on-one assistance that we can't do at the SBA to the level that our SBDCs can. That's great. Thank you for explaining it that way. Now more than ever, I think is the best time to outreach to the SBA and the SBDC as a family of resources. And again, you know, with these extraordinary times, you know, just to have you here is such a gift. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. I, I, I can't stress that enough. And I can only imagine I already knew how impacted you were during normal times, right? During normal economic times. And now I can't even fathom the thought of what your role is like at the SBA now, you know, during our new normal. Exactly. I mean, this really is our new normal. I mean, we are, we have, I mean, it's all hands on deck at SBA and particularly here in Los Angeles again. It has been something at one point where we, you know, started with our economic injury disaster loans and then you know, moving into also the Paycheck Protection Program and running both of those programs, you know, during these unprecedented times. And and to your point, I mean, this is the first time that all 50 states across the country have an economic disaster declared at the same time. I mean, we have never experienced that. Uh, Absolutely. Are you hearing any, like, key statistics about the impact to our local businesses? I know that, you know, SBA is national federal entity but when we take a look at you know the San Diego Valley area or just in LA in general given the LA office district are there anything that's that's really striking to you that we may not know about or haven't really touched on well i think the the main thing is that every single industry and and market has been impacted so it doesn't matter if you are a sole proprietor if you are a uh, self-employed individual, if you have a company of, of five employees or whether you have a company of, of 400 employees, I don't think there is a single industry that I have not been in touch with where they have been impacted with some aspect of their business uh, during, during this COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, it's just extraordinary. You know, traditionally, it's either centralized by a geographical area or certain industries may be impacted based on the economic injury that is occurring, or, or in this case, a, a pandemic or the disaster. But in, in this particular scenario, it has really touched every single possible business that, that you would think of. And a lot of businesses that maybe traditionally, you know, would not have engaged with, with SBA or the SBDC network for that matter, have now found us as a resource. And, and thank you, Salvatrice, for, for doing this, because one of the main things is that we need to get the word out. Again, folks that would not normally use SBA and SBDC resources, and I, I use that interchangeably again, because I think we're, we're, we're actually one, one big happy ecosystem and family. This information that we can get out and, and making people aware is just so absolutely critical at this time. For sure. Absolutely. And there's, there's so much more that SBA offers as a resource outside of what, what is currently amplified right now with PPP and EIDL. Do you want to take a moment to kind of share, you know, what other resources are available to folks from the SBA that absolutely. You know, I mean, small business owners may not have thought about? Right. I think it's important to think about the other aspects of business development that you can do through SBA. So we have, uh, 
government contracting and procurement business development programs that you can leverage. Many of businesses that are particularly if they're in the healthcare industry or if they uh, happen to manufacture of ventilators or masks or things like that, that that people are going to need and that, that our hospitals and, and frontline healthcare workers need. We have programs to help connect those folks to not only federal contracts, but we also work closely with our other counterparts in local government. So whether it's a state, city, or county, that is just a, a critical piece of it now. We're still continuing to do workshops and resources to help those businesses make those those types of connections. There are things we do on the investment side or the equity side where we still have our Office of Innovation and Investment. So where you are looking for new companies or companies that now have different technologies that are going to be absolutely critical beyond just the science side of things, those programs are still available to you each and every day in conjunction with with our small business development centers and resource partners that provide that technical assistance. Great. That's really great. You know, sometimes we don't know where to go. You know, as business owners, we're so inundated with the day-to-day operations and building our companies that we forget. We forget that there's resources out there. So to take a moment to give us, you know, broad strokes on the resources available for, from SBA is really, really important. And I can only imagine also, too, when I think about the current pulse of the business community, the workload from the SBA, feedback to the offices are, are super important. Is there anything specific, any specific feedback that you're maybe getting from the lenders um, that could be of value to, to our business owners and our business community? What are you hearing at this time? Yeah, I think the important thing is to, to leverage our small business development centers because of the sheer volume that our lenders are seeing in applications, getting that assistance on the front end with your application to make sure that you've got the proper documentation, you know, the preparation piece of it is just going to be so important. So leverage our small business development centers because what we're finding is having incomplete documentation or, or documentation that is not clear on some of the things you're going to need, particularly with your payroll, if you're self-employed, you know, making sure you have, whether it's your K-1, all those tax documents that you, that you normally have and that probably, you know, maybe with your accountant or, or maybe that you even do yourself, having those things in order it, so that you can have that ready to upload with your application is going to be so critical just because of the sheer volume of the applications we're trying to, uh, to get processed. And so that's really going to be key going forward. Absolutely. And having, having said that, having talked about the, like, the sheer volume of applications and everyone really looking at the SBA as a, as a source of relief, is there anything that we can maybe expect from the SBA in the near terms as it relates to relief? You know, in addition to those two, you know, those, those programs that we're offering, one of the things we've done is, you know, obviously the volume is, is certainly a challenge. So what we have done at SBA is we've actually added on lenders that are brand new to SBA. So in addition to the 100 plus lenders that we already have in the greater Los Angeles area that were already participating in SBA programs, we have actually recruited additional lenders to help our small businesses through this process. So we are coordinating with our small business development centers to make sure that they have visibility on who these new lenders are to help move that process along. Because what we're finding is that many of our particularly self-employed or maybe even smaller businesses or micro businesses may not have the business accounts with SBA existing lenders. And so we want to make sure that 
we have a lending pool of financial institutions that can be of assistance to these new clients, as I refer to them, from a banking standpoint, and make sure that they are bankable even under these circumstances. And that's why it's just absolutely critical to work closely with not only the district office, but also work closely with the Small Business Development Center to, to make sure you're going to the right resource. One of the things we're, having, we're finding ourselves needing to do is look at the different types of institutions that are marketing themselves as SBA lenders that may not be SBA lenders. And so we still have those predatory lenders. And unfortunately, in times like this, people are you know, trying to take advantage of the emergency circumstances we're under. And so I can't stress enough the importance of making sure that you do check with the Small Business Administration, check with the Los Angeles District Office to make sure that any lending institution that might have reached out to you, make sure they're actually an SBA lender, you know, before you uh, provide them with, with your critical information, such as tax documents and, and tax ID numbers, et cetera. We want to make sure that you're going to, to uh, actual legitimate uh, lending institutions to get that funding that you need and work with our small business development centers to make sure that you're getting the proper preparation and guidance for that. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. That's so much info. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I mean, if for all our listeners out there who are small business owners, who are educators, who are anyone really listening to this episode, the fact that you've given that, all that information, everyone can take away one piece and activate on it. Thank you so much. Victor, let's go a little bit deeper on the resources. How could those resources be braided within an educational institution like a community college? You know, that's an awesome question. I think, you know, one of the things that we are doing here in the Los Angeles area is we are really looking at at developing that small business entrepreneurship uh, pipeline, if you will. Uh, we're kind of the spirit of, of entrepreneurship here, and we're really uh, leveraging our community colleges to drive that entrepreneurial spirit. So we're going to be looking at different ways to and, and starting to collaborate much more with our community colleges to start developing entrepreneurs, whether they are looking to work, you know, for example, in the restaurant industry or whether they're looking to do some new innovative technology. The community college is really going to be our partner. And when we talk about public-private partnerships, that's just going to be another partnership that the SBA Los Angeles will, District Office will be driving to make sure we are doing that and supporting our educational system as well as the entrepreneurship spirit of, of the greater LA area. Thank you. And the entrepreneurial spirit is certainly alive, alive and well at Pasadena City College. And that's, it's important. It's important to hear that piece from you, um, given that some of our listeners are students too. Uh, so thank you, Victor. Absolutely. I think one of the things is, you know, even last year, we, uh, we hosted our Emerging Leaders program was at Pasadena City College as an example for right. businesses that just, you know, most of them have been, you know, in business for maybe a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, again, another starting point where we're leveraging Pasadena City College as, as a part of SBA's broader program in addition to SBDC. So again, it's, it's that partnership of bringing in our SBDC network, our program at the, at the SBA Emerging Leaders, and, and making that connection to make sure we can engage students as well as, as young entrepreneurs and new, and new entrepreneurs to the, I guess, small business ecosystem, if you will. That's right. And we're certainly dedicated to that and, and, and appreciate the partnership, but we're going to continue to, to amplify it, especially now more than ever, as, as business owners reinvent themselves and entrepreneurs exactly. reinvent themselves who are starting into this arena. 
we talk about new normal all the time in the most recently, obviously most recently, this is our new normal. What is your perspective? I mean, you're, you're the leader of the SBA LA office. And I imagine that your role as a leader has shifted too, right? Given the shift of times. So kind of a two part question is, you know, how are you leading or what has changed and how are you managing this crisis as a leader of the SBA LA office? And, you know, taking a look at your new normal, right? And then what is your perspective on the new normal for our small business community? You know, I think, yeah, it, this has really been, been, been a leadership test, as you, as you call it. And, and there is no textbook, I think, um, that any of us as, whether you are the CEO of a business or whether you are, are the district director of, of a federal uh, agency or organization, you know, this, this new normal is looking at the health and safety of, of your team. That is one of the things that I've had to, you know, it's always been, been a part of it. You know, not to say that it's not, but I mean, it, it's just a time where you really need to emphasize that. When you look at your team, your business, your, your customers, you know, it's really looking at how do you best serve them in this normal? And, and, and part of that is the, is the health and safety of it. And that, that's one of the things that we've done, done here at SBA and that I've done here with my team is to make sure that family first and that they've taken care of themselves is key. And then also trying to figure out, okay, how do we best, under these conditions, how do we best serve our constituents, our clients, our customers? And I think any business owner at this new normal is going to have to start mapping that out, not only now, but this is a time to start thinking about post-COVID as well. What is that going to look like for your business? We are looking at different ways. Obviously, we're using uh, the technology to be able to assist and, and connect, with, connect with our clients. Um, with, with small business owners and making sure that my team is, is available and accessible, not only to our small businesses, but obviously to our lenders. This is a time where it's, again, all hands on deck and all of our different stakeholders, whether it's a small business development center, whether it's an actual small business itself, whether it's our lending partners, we have to be very strategic in making sure that we have set up avenues of communication for them under this new normal. And I think our business owners are going to have to do the same thing. You know, how are you going to re-engage or continue to engage with your customer base or with your client base? And I think one of the avenues of doing that is always checking on, checking on their welfare and checking on them, but then looking going forward, how will you make those adjustments? We're, we're talking about how do you adjust for workshops that you may be having as, again, SBA, where we hold workshops on a regular basis. Well, obviously going forward in the immediate future, we're not going to be able to have the 75 or 100 people in, in a training room like we normally do. How are we going to adjust for that? As a small business owner, you may be thinking of, of a barbershop. You may have to change now where instead of having you know, your clients in a, in a small setting of that nature, they may have to wait outside. They may have to wait in their car. You may have to go to an appointment type scenario, or maybe you just always took walk-in. If you're an accountant or a tax preparer, same scenario. Are you prepared to, to accept or receive you know, tax information electronically where people may not be able to come meet with you in person? So all of these things in terms of retooling and reinventing ourselves, I think as part of a leader, as a leader's role is to really start thinking about how we're going to do that, how, what that is going to look like going forward. So you take an immediate approach, but also looking forward is how we're going to best serve our customers, our constituents, and, and our base to move forward post-COVID. So important. And I echo everything that you're saying, Victor. And I would also kind of just add that as leaders, as leaders within the ecosystem of economic and workforce development, which include educators 
and stakeholders across the area, the region, the county, the cities, everyone. I mean, now is the time where collaboration is key. Now is the time where taking a holistic approach to this complex issue that we're faced with and removing those barriers now more than ever as leaders is where we can set the tone for the future and making sure that everyone has availability to resources, has the capacity to grow post-COVID, and that we're here, and that we're here. Thank you so much. If there's one thing they take away from this conversation, Victor, you know, what would you like to share? I mean, the Los Angeles area has just been, you know, we are the, the hub. I've, I've always said that we were the small business capital of the world just because of the sheer, not only the size of our market, but the various markets and industries that we have. There's no, there's not, we, we cover everything from agriculture to entertainment, everything in between. And so collectively, we will get through this. Collectively, we will, we will move forward and, and we are here. SBA, our SBDC partners, we're here to make sure uh, we provide you with all the tools and resources but I think, you know, at a time like this, you know, we always talk about, you know, we'll get through this together. The togetherness is really talking about partnerships and collaboration. And what I will say is, you know, looking at public-private partnerships is just going to be absolutely critical for the future. It's always been a part of, part of the equation, but I think it's at the front of the equation now. Um, and so I just encourage folks to, to continue to explore those options, continue to work closely with other colleagues in your industry work with, with federal government resources, with state and other local resources to continue to be that catalyst that the Los Angeles small business community always is. We are very fortunate to have a great education system here. Most of our small business development centers are located within our community college system, and we have done a phenomenal job, and I must applaud, particularly Pasadena as well, Pasadena City College, on their ability to pivot so quickly to a completely online advisory service doing that. And so I think continuing to leverage the resources that we have across our our great small business ecosystem here in Los Angeles is just going to be absolutely key. So thank you, Salvatrice, again for for having me and for for having uh, this forum for us to get information out to our small business community, which is absolutely critical. You're very welcome, Victor. Again, that was Victor Parker, the District Director of SBA's Los Angeles District Office. And just as a, as a plug-in SBA to SBA resources, please feel free to log on to www.sba.gov for all the resources that Victor has spoken to us about. Thanks again, and catch you at the next episode, listeners. Thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast presented by Pasadena City College. If you'd like to get involved and have resources to share, or be a guest on the show, you can find a link to our webpage in the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and tell us your thoughts about the show. You can look forward to new episodes weekly every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.